listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, Fez. We got a pick. We're going to leverage the all-star snub. Devin Booker, I think unequivocally, was the most contentious leave-off. Who else do you think was in the, the competition for that? And Mackenzie, you can jump in, too, if you'd like, NBA expert and also in research. Go ahead, Fez. I, I think Trey Young of Atlanta would be the only other one that really even would be of note, you know, that got left off. Mackenzie? DeMonte Sabonis, he's kind of an under-the-radar guy that NBA heads love. All right, all right. Here's one thing I'll say about this. Trey Young, all offense. So if you're kind of, you know, I was growing up in the 90s. I actually used to watch, this is going to sound so outdated, the CNN sports broadcast. There was the, everyone loved the ESPN and, you know, the chicks dig the long ball and all that stuff. And it was like, man, that seems a little facile to me. It's a little too surface. And then you had, uh, I think it was Nick Charles and Earl Van Wright or Earl Van something. And they did a more sober recitation of the sports. So <laughs> I'm not sure that's, you know, a great thing to admit, but I just tell the truth. But in general, the, the people who are like sports is too much flash i want the, the 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 guys who got the grit and the they they know how to win well let's think about this for a second chris paul or devin booker which one's flash and what which one is he does what's necessary to win well devin booker's flash yeah yeah chris paul is a winner now it's funny a winner's never made the uh, championship you know even round but still he does improve these teams so if you think about trey young versus anyone that was there because Trey Young's ESPN, right, back in the 90s. And who's CNN back in the 90s? (laughs) Everybody else. So in a way, someone's got to be left off, meaning we could debate adding more roster spots, but at the current criteria for All-Stars, you're going to pick a certain number of them. The fans pick a number. Coaches pick a number. It seems like to me this year it's been more analytics driven. It's been less flash, which in a way I think should be celebrated. Does, uh, Mackenzie, do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think it shows you how much the NBA has changed in the last 10 years. It used to be the guy leading your team in points. That's the guy. Now I think people are a little more sophisticated taking in the NBA. Yeah. So in a way, I do want to celebrate this. And I appreciate, you know, listen, Chris Paul's been discarded. He's been, you know, he's an afterthought. Remember, he was traded. For Westbrook, you know, is anyone questioning the relative value of those two right now? Right, Westbrook didn't make the All Star. Sure, and he were even close, right? All right. So that said, Devin Booker has a complaint. How are you getting at it, Fess? So we're going to play Devin Booker over twenty-seven points tonight. So it's the games tonight. Yes, they're playing Charlotte and over under twenty-seven. I came to the same conclusion. Here was my concerns, though. Number one. He averages 24.7 points a game, so a little less than 25. So now you're talking 27. Is this already built into the number? I'm going to argue it isn't. And the question is motivation, the big you know, FU tour, kind of the Aaron Rodgers condensed into a night kind of thing. I'm going to argue it isn't, and here's why. During the past month, we have seen Booker playing and scoring more. He's averaged just under 27 points during February. So this number at 27 is pretty much matching what he's been putting up on average each night during this month. I think it's a great point. I really do. Now, if you look at the teams, their average scores or average totals are right about league average. So Charlotte's right a smidge under. So in general, this has 
some of it built in. And in fact, it's moved. If you would have bet this early, 26. Now it's 27 over points tonight, Devin Booker. I still think there's value. And there's one little reason I think there's extra value. Chris Paul made the team. Now what's he going to try to do today? Ah, I I like that. He's going to get the ball to Booker. He's going to give Booker a celebration. If I could get, I don't know, what would the odds be over 40 points? Like normal distribution on it. Like plus 320. Yeah, I would like to go over 40, like plus 350. I mean, I think this could be a monster today. Now listen, there's no short things. There's not even close. I think this is a good 60% bet, and that's rare. A pro better is trying to win 55%, but here's the thing. These uh, prop markets, they are illiquid, which means there's just not a ton of betting on them. You can't go bet 50000 on this. No one can. What's the most, if you said, Fez, I, or if you said, RJ, I really love this. I'm going to get down the max I can at the current number, meaning you can keep betting as it goes up. But first crack around the horn, you got 29 outs. How much can you get down on this game? All right, so 300 to 500 per out means maybe I can accumulate 10,000 if and I spend— And that would be like and, making like 25 bets. Yeah, spend like half an hour doing nothing but looking him up at each and every book, yes. Don't you have people for that? I'm R.J. Bell straight <laughs> out of Vegas. Or are you in waste management? I consult. <laughs> I, I always get confused. Okay, so let's make it official. Over Devin Booker, over 27. If you like it, I would bet it now— and the rationale being, this is a rat. Well, one, we just put it out, right? I mean, a lot of people are listening. Number two, it's a real rational case. And would you agree, Fez, when there's something that you don't think everyone's going to see, but there's a narrative bet like this, early is better. A lot of people aren't even up yet. A lot of people haven't started thinking about it. They're eating lunch and saying, you know something, Devin Booker might be looking to really give an F you tonight. And then they bet it, and it starts momentum Obviously, we would have rather went over 26 earlier, but in general, I think a narrative bets early is a good thing. Yeah, I call these the good story bets, the good story that makes sense. So here's a case. The pros are going to bet it, and the public's going to bet it. Try to get to it as early as possible. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bo, straight out of Vegas. All right, Mackenzie does a lot of good work in the NBA. We've got a lot of NBA topics. I'm going to let him do dealer's choice. What do you think is the NBA topic of the day? Now, here's what I'm going to do. I didn't plan on asking him this, but I kind of want to see what he can do in the spur of the moment. But additionally... I, know, I wanted to give him a second to think about it. So, Mackenzie has a theme song. So, I'm going to play about 10 seconds of that as he's pondering. I'm a lotto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. What's your answer? LeBron James, since he won his first MVP in 2009, has been a made man in the NBA. Tonight is the fourth time since that time, so 12 years, where he's catching more than nine points. The market thinks this jazz is something special. Wow, that's good. All right, so let's think about this now. This isn't LeBron's teams. It's LeBron's teams with LeBron playing, correct? Yes, correct. All right, and we are going back to 2010. Yes. And in the NBA, when it's 
Like this season was 2021. When you say 10, is it the second year that when the title's decided? Yes. Okay. So we're going back there, and it's tw- counting this season at 12 seasons. This will be the 13th. 13th season. Okay. And you're saying how many times? And tonight the line is Utah what? Plus nine. I mean, uh, minus nine. Yeah. So Utah at home. A nine-point favorite, almost a double-digit. Now, wait a minute. This is the Utah Jazz that last week, when I recommended them, they were 12-1 to to win the title. Now, I get that AD. Now, how much is AD worth? Four points. All right. So, I'm going to do a little quick math here. Nine minus four is five. Is that You got that? Yes. Okay. Home court advantage for Utah is two, maybe? A little bit more because of altitude? Yeah. Okay. So, that means Utah is better... By more than AD's worth. Yes. So Utah's the better team. Oh, yes. When last week people thought, all I heard last week was, oh, yeah, um, uh, yeah Utah's a regular season team. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Atlanta Hawks a couple of years ago. What, what's changed? The fact they lost to the Clippers? <laughs> the fact that— What's changed for you? Because you were in that blah, blah, blah group. I, I went back and I was like, oh, Utah was only a number six seed last year. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? They went three and five in the bubble to finish the regular season. And if they would have gone five and three, they would have been a three seed. They were better last year than their final so, seed indicated. So the six months since that you didn't have a chance to look at the bubble till just now. <laughs> hey, you've paid your you've paid all the dues you're gonna pay. <laughs> I mean, I think we got a theme here. I'm RJ Bo straight out of Vegas. So to wrap up, McKenzie, is what you're telling me is how many times have has a LeBron team been this big of an underdog during this now thirteen years? This will be the fourth time in the last 13 years. So three other times, and now this is LeBron being disrespected by the market. And you know what? I'm guessing Golden State was pretty involved in, in those games. Yep. How many times? Uh, just, just one of those three. All right, and what were the other t- opponents? Uh, he, he was catching 13 and a half versus the Clippers back in 2009. Go ahead. And he was also uh, last March or two marches ago against the Raptors catching 10. Okay. That's interesting. So three times. And it kind of feels like this time. Now we know AD's out, but LeBron's in. And this line is telling us literally beyond debate, the market today thinks even a fully healthy Lakers team is at least in the regular season. And why do I make that distinction? Because Effort is intermittent in the regular season. Utah is more consistent with their effort. The Lakers are a team that isn't as consistent, even if their players are playing. In the, in the playoffs, if these two played right now and AD was healthy, the Lakers, are, are they Lakers' favor? Yeah. Well, you know something? You think so? Think so, so? So this is all about the Utah plays hard every night and the Lakers don't, even if people are playing. Yes. All right, even so. Only the fourth time in 13 seasons LeBron's been this big of an underdog ever in all those seasons. It's pretty amazing. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's talk Big Ben. Here's the mistake with Big Ben. And Colin was pretty hard on the Steelers today. Now, one, let's ask ourselves something. We can say the Steelers had glory days in the 70s. They were the team of the decade. All right, that's the easy part. I would say maybe the best team sent. I you can tell how much I like the Patriots or appreciate their success. Until the Patriots, I would have said Steelers are the best team in the Super Bowl era, meaning that run of six years. Patriots have 
exceeded that, especially in the free agency era. But still, great Steelers. But I would make the case, you could make the case, Pittsburgh was the second most successful team of this century. Right? I think the only conversation is Pittsburgh and Green Bay. And I, now I think about it, I'm not even sure it's a conversation. It isn't. Baltimore maybe is in the conversation, but not really. No. And what? Seattle? Who else is even in the conversation? Yeah, you've I'm got... talking about over a 20-plus year period. I don't think anyone else is. So think about it. If you have an organization that's the best of the 70s, then 20 years passes that weren't great. I lived through them, I promise you. Bobby Brister, let me just say that, two words. Then, <laughs> even Neil O'Donnell. But then you hit this century, and you're one of the, at minimum, five best teams and, and better. It's hard to say, you know, it's an institutional fault. If only they didn't look backwards. This isn't a choice between Cotton Big Ben for nothing, meaning that he's not owed anything, bye-bye, and paying him 40-plus million or renegotiating it. The first one's not an option. You can't just cut them. There's a huge cap hit. It's humongous. How much is that cap hit, McKenzie, if they cut them? Uh, $21 million. $22 right. million. So the question is, is he worth $18 million? <laughs> the sunk cost is the 22. This is Finance 101. The sunk cost is 22. You've got to spend that anyway. Is Big Ben worth $18 million? Well, let me tell you this. Uh, Marcus Mariota as a backup, made $9 million last year with a ton of incentives. Right? He didn't reach them, but they had a ton. I mean, his Big Ben. Now, I get it. You could say at the end of the year he was so bad. Was he so bad? He threw for 500 yards the last game. I get some of that. Much of that was fluff. He still had the ability to throw for 500 yards in a playoff game. Is he worth $18 million? Because that is what you are deciding on. Dump them for 22, keep them for 40. And they're going to actually make it less than 18 because they're going to you know, push it down the road a little bit. Yeah, and that's right about the right number. 20 million is what Big Ben would be worth. I've got my number 19 quarterback. So let's say it's an even call. They don't have a backup. We know it's not good. I mean, they don't have anyone in waiting. Maybe he wouldn't be worth it if they had someone in waiting. But mm. additionally, it's, it, it, it is. Now, the tiebreaker minimum should be loyalty. Do you really yes. want Big Ben mad? Like Terry Bradshaw has been mad with the Steelers ever since he left. Do you really want, maybe in my opinion now, Big Ben was a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw. I, I grew up with 12 jerseys, all right? Big Ben is the best Steeler quarterback ever. It's a close call, $18 million effectively to keep him or not. Why wouldn't you? And I'm not saying the answer is clear. I think it is actually. But to act like the Steelers are just goofy, like they're dumb. They're uh. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.